We have breaking news for you this morning. Suspicious packages found uh, delivered to the homes of George Soros and the Clintons, as well as another package intended for the Obama residents. Law enforcement officials tell ABC News the preliminary belief is the devices appear to be similar and did contain explosive material. And now we are looking at video of New York City where CNN offices appear to also have received a suspicious package. Marcus Solis has the latest from Chappaqua, New York, near the Clinton residence. Marcus? And Diane, a local police presence as well as the usual Secret Service detail here on Old House Lane where the Chappaquas have lived for years. They've uh, owned a house here since 1999 and it is here that a package was addressed to former First Lady Hillary Clinton intercepted by the Secret Service around 1 o'clock this morning. Now we're understanding that this is a uh, crude rudimentary device. Uh, potential explosive device uh, that was found addressed to Hillary Clinton. Nevertheless, uh, she is in Florida, and the Secret Service says was in no danger of actually receiving that package. Now, next to the main house where there is that Secret Service gate, there's another house, a ranch-style house, that is also owned by the Clintons, purchased a couple of years ago as a weekend getaway for Chelsea Clinton and her family. And outside of that house, there is a mailbox uh, that is accessible uh, to the public. And and it is unclear whether uh, that uh, item was hand-delivered or actually went through the U.S. mail. We know that two days ago, uh, George Soros' uh, uh, explosive device was left there, a pipe bomb at a mailbox outside of his compound uh, in uh, outside his compound there, and um, it is unclear whether or not this was hand-delivered. That device, in the Soros case, had markings to make it appear as if it was sent through the mail, but authorities believe it was delivered, and uh, it is unclear whether or not that is the case here. Now, uh, we have seen uh, some Secret Service vehicles come and go, as they typically do at this residence. There is a, a local police presence here as well, but nothing overwhelming, no evacuations of surrounding neighbors. Again, this is a property that the Clintons have lived here for a long time on Old House Lane, and a uh, scene of where that investigation is going on after that suspicious device found early this morning. And, Marcus, law enforcement officials are telling us that the those three devices appear to all be of pipe bomb style construction. Have you been able to get any more details about the device found there in Chappaqua uh, in terms of the device itself or where exactly it was found? Uh, where exactly, we're not sure. It says near the Clinton uh, household. Um, now, the, they live beyond the gate here, but again, uh, that, that mailbox there at the adjacent house is near the Clinton's property, so we're not sure exactly where that device was found. It is believed to be a similar uh, in nature to the one that was left at uh, George Soros's compound, and that was a, uh, a cylinder, a pipe uh, device that had black powder inside and some sort of trigger. Uh, it was proactively detonated by the Westchester County Bomb Squad and the FBI when they arrived on the scene, when they were alerted by local police to that suspicious package. It is unclear if this device was handled differently because it was intercepted directly by federal authorities as opposed to local police uh, in the Soros case. But again, it was found uh, at 1 a.m. Uh, the Secret Service saying just by a technician who scored
screens Clinton's mail. Now, it is unclear whether or not maybe someone saw a vehicle drive up to this cul-de-sac at that time of night. As I said, this, the mailbox is publicly accessible. It is unclear why they'd be screening mail at 1 o'clock in the morning. But, again, questions uh, to be answered. But the big, uh, the big uh, headline here is that the explosive the device was a rudimentary explosive device addressed to Hillary Clinton. And as we know now, there are other devices being investigated at other locations as well. Yeah, scary stuff, Marcus. It's Marcus Solis for WABC Forest from Chappaqua, New York. Marcus, thank you. I want to check in with Bob Boyce, the former NYPD chief of detectives. We heard Marcus talking about, uh, you know, the many questions still left to be answered. Chief, can you talk us through what goes on uh, at this stage of an investigation? Sure. Good morning. Uh, this seems to be um, a four-case pattern that's emerging. From what I understand right now, with the information I have, that they're all very similar devices and possibly have all gone to the, um, the Postal Service. So um, right now it looks like it's a black powder device and a pipe bomb, uh, pretty common with these things. The uh, triggering device, from what I understand, is, uh, is not very sophisticated. Uh, so we're looking at it right now. It could have gone off. That's the whole thing in, uh, in all these instances. But it looks like the FBI will now take control of this entire investigation and will let the NYPD and other police departments in support of them. That's what I could see right now going forward. Uh, you, unfortunately, have dealt with cases like this quite a bit. What was your reaction in hearing that the devices all appear to be similar and appear to contain explosives? Uh, because of the availability in other states of uh, black powder, it's not surprising at all. Um, but in New York State, we, you can't get it. You have to go out of state to get this. So there's a lot of forensics, from what I understand, recovered here. I'm not surprised by it. Um, I've had cases before with the uh, bombs being sent in the mail or placed in mailboxes. It's not, it's not unusual. However, we see more and more of this uh, in, uh, in, the, in today's age, and it's uh, pretty troubling stuff when you think uh, in the mail comes through the mail. Yeah, it is indeed. And now we're hearing of a suspicious package at CNN here in New York. Uh, the uh, sections of the Time Warner Center have been evacuated. The police have asked the public to avoid Columbus Circle. What can you tell us about what's going on there? Sure. The NYPD is on high alert right now. They're covering all the locations, um, media outlets as well as uh, political, any political issues, Soros buildings, the Clinton offices, all these things are being covered. They have the ability to do that. Uh, these are plans that we um, that the NYPD goes through and uh, does drills for. So this is just covering down things we normally do in New York City. Uh, right now, is the big thing is to render the devices uh, safe, and then recover any forensic material we can get from it, whether fingerprints, any kind of uh, any other thing at all, the postage marks, to see if we can trace where this came from. All right, Chief Boyce, if you could uh, stay with us. I just want to go over to uh, the White House to get some reaction, but I have a few more questions for you uh, on the back end of that. Karen Travers is at the White House, and Karen, the president is now responding to all of this. What, what does he and the White House have to say? The president was briefed on these suspicious packages that were sent to the Clintons and to former President Barack Obama. The White House put out a statement saying that it condemns what it calls the attempted violent attacks on the Clintons and the former President Barack Obama and other public figures. Figures. It was an interesting statement, Diane, because it does not explicitly mention George Soros, who, of course, had a pipe bomb found in his home mailbox earlier this week. The White House also says that these terrorizing acts are despicable and anyone re uh, responsible will be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Diane, the Secret Service also says that they are launching a full-scope criminal investigation using all available federal, state, and local resources to find out the source of these devices and whoever is behind it. Diane. And Karen, 
I know so far it seems like everyone being targeted is on the Democratic side, but is there fear around the White House that there could be more coming and, and perhaps the president or the White House itself might be in danger? Nothing that they're talking about publicly, Diane. Of course, no mail actually gets here to the White House without first going through a sorting facility. Uh, there was that incident a couple weeks ago where two letters were delivered to the Pentagon that were thought to contain ricin. Ultimately, it was found that it wasn't. They were addressed to the Defense Secretary, uh, James Mattis, as well as another undersecretary. And there had been a letter that had also been addressed to the president. But these things are all handled at off-site locations, not here at the White House. I will say here, uh, there's no visit visible signs of any increased security out on Pennsylvania Avenue just a couple yards away from us. There's still tourists and demonstrators walking about on the street like they normally do. All right, Karen Travers from the White House. Karen, thank you. I want to bring in Steve Gomez, former FBI special agent. Uh, Steve, I want to talk, I want you to talk us through the investigation a little bit. What goes into something like this, given two of the packages were found in the state of New York, but the one headed for the Obamas was intercepted in D.C., and now we have this suspicious package found at CNN in New York City? Well, given the, uh, the types of devices uh, in these three instances, and we got a suspicious package for CNN, the, uh, the FBI and the federal agencies, along with the local counterparts, are going to be investigating this assuming that they are all connected until proven otherwise. I mean, you, you just have to. I mean, you can't assume that they're not connected because assuming they are connected, now you can take advantage of as much of the evidence and the information that they are gathering involving each incident and try to figure out if that leads you to a specific suspect or suspect, particularly a, a specific bomb maker. The fact is you have a bomb maker out there. Now, it sounds like these devices were uh, potentially able to, to go off, at least one of them, if not more, and they still have to do the analysis. So the fact is there is still somebody out there that is making viable bonds, and they are not only having to investigate these situations here, but they also have to think about the potential that there are going to be additional bombs that are going to be deployed out there targeting whoever it is, whether it's additional um, um, politicians or, or other uh, high-profile individuals or whether it's a, an, another news organization. They have to be prepared for anything. All right, Steve, thank you. I want you to stay on the line with us, but I want to jump over to Pierre Thomas, our justice correspondent in D.C., who has some new information on the investigation. Pierre, I understand there is some concern that there could be perhaps other packages out there. Well, the concern is that you had multiple devices that appear similar in design. Again, authorities are working to confirm the connection between the devices to see if that's actually the case. But given the fact that you had so many so far, they're going to look at the possibility that others could be already shipped in the mail or through UPS or however these things were shipped. Uh, we don't yet know if it was through, through the, the postal system or through some other service, but law enforcement officials are deeply concerned anytime you have packages sent to the former first lady, uh, former president of the United States, uh, billionaire George Soros, uh, who's uh, also a Democrat, Democratic contributor, uh, there would be concern ongoing. And Pierre, what are our law enforcement agencies doing at this point to try to confirm that those packages are in fact linked and to try to ensure that there aren't more out there. 
Yeah, one of the things they, they do in these cases is they obviously get some of the components and compare them to uh, what they found in the other locations. They will look at whether there was any kind of uh, explosive residue that they can use to, to try to match the devices. Also, when you detonate these devices, in some cases, in all cases, there are parts left behind. But I'm told by sources that they took, were able to x-ray these devices to get a sense of what they were, and they kept the photographs of those as well. All right, Pierre Thomas, our justice correspondent from D.C. Thanks, Pierre. And now let's head over to Gio Benitez. Gio is actually in Columbus Circle, where the Time Warner Center, where CNN is located. Gio, uh, set the scene for us, if you can. What are you seeing? Yeah, so Diane, let's go ahead and zoom in right here because you can see this is the entrance to CNN here. And of course, not only is the Time Warner Center 10 Columbus Circle here, not only is this the home of CNN, but it is also one of the most popular spots in New York City. I mean, this is Columbus Circle. This is an area that so many people come to, so many people travel through here because you have the subway right underneath. And so we have officers and investigators clearly going through here. They have closed off this major street here as they investigate what happened. I want to read to you because we actually got a note uh, from Jeff Zucker. He released this to all of the New York-based employees because, as you know, CNN has many different uh, facilities across the country. The Time Warner Center has been evacuated, he says, out of, a, out of an abundance of caution as a result of that suspicious package uh, received in the mailroom. So that's what we know right now, that that package was received in the mailroom. They are investigating it right now to see if, in fact, it was an explosive like the other ones that we've seen. Uh, reported uh, being sent to uh, Secretary Clinton and President Obama. Uh, but no doubt, a, a scene here where a lot of people are. Let's go ahead and turn the camera around, and you can just see how many people are here looking at this, concerned about what's going on, um, because no doubt this is, again, a very, very popular spot here in New York City, Diane. Yeah, CNN was actually on the air reporting about the other suspicious packages when we heard their fire alarm going off. I, I want to quickly take a look at that clip to you. The FBI is saying that they were rudimentary but functional. functional. That means they were explosive devices. And to have projectiles, I mean, that's a, excuse me, that sounds like a fire alarm here. We'll keep you posted on that. But to have projectiles, that, that is a uh, feature you will often see in, in bombs that terrorists use in, in Afghanistan elsewhere. ISIS has used uh, that kind of bomb before. It doesn't mean it's exclusive. Uh, just to those kinds of terrorist groups, but that is a significant development. Uh, Tom Fuentes, if you're still hearing us here, they're connected now. Uh, the bombs targeting Soros, Clinton, Obama, and the White House. The FBI says that they were functional. How significant? Um, we're going to jump in. There's, There's a, fire a fire alarm, alarm here. here. You might have heard it in the background. We're going to find out what the latest is uh, we'll here right at CNN. We're going to be right back. So now it appears that that fire alarm the anchors were hearing was related to a suspicious package found in their own mailroom as they were reporting on the other three. Geo, kind of eerie to, uh, to look at that occurrence and also eerie to see those streets behind you so empty in an area normally so crowded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when you see over here, I mean, now they're so crowded here uh, because you have this building, the, the CNN facilities, and some of the uh, shops uh, nearby the CNN facilities, they've been evacuated. So a lot of people have been out there. And, and right after that broadcast, Jim Shuto and Poppy Harlow were actually broadcasting uh, right from this street here. Uh, and that's what is such a concern here because, you know, listen, I had to walk here because I wasn't sure if the subway was going to make this stop. This is the, the major stop here right behind me uh, for the subway. 
I didn't know if it was going to make this stop. And you just saw all of these fire trucks, ambulances rushing to the scene. We are still hearing law enforcement uh, rushing all around here. They're coming from all over the place because this is a very serious situation, a very, very popular spot in New York City. And of course, uh, such a potential threat uh, to a major broadcaster here in this country. All right, Gio Benitez from Columbus Circle. I want to go back over to uh, Chief Bob Boyce uh, from the NYPD. Chief, we're looking at Geo, and you can see that they've, you know, secured the perimeter around the CNN building. But despite the request from the NYPD for people to stay away from Columbus Circle, there's still a big crowd there. How do you ensure public safety when things like this happen in an area like that? Sure, you develop inner and outer uh, perimeters. And so you, what you see behind the tape there is the inner perimeter. I'm sorry, it's the outer perimeter. And then inside is even more uh, inner perimeter. So it looks chaotic right now because you have a tremendous response from other agencies as well. But I will tell you that so they're already meeting and they already have a plan designed. That is the bomb truck right there. You can see in the middle of the street, they'll take the device and put it in there, bring it up to the Bronx and examine it further there. Now, you have to understand that we've had this uh, Akayat Ula um, last December had a pipe bomb on as well, poorly constructed. Um, it didn't only hurt himself, actually. So pipe bomb is not something new to us. We know it. Uh, and it looks like this is all part of the pattern right now. Don't know if uh, today's date is uh, relevant at all in this. Uh, Soros' bomb may have come earlier, I, you know, earlier than expected anyway. So it's, it's unclear right now. There's a lot of questions more than answers. Uh, but I will tell you that it seems chaotic, and I don't think it is. I think they have a clear vision of what's going on right now. All right. On the, you know, on the one hand, you wish the NYPD wasn't so experienced with this kind of thing. But on the other hand, we are glad when they do happen that you guys have seen this type of incident before. Hopefully. Right, and you have to remember, we get, we get suspicious packages every day and mm -hmm. lots of them. Well, hopefully so this, this one is, is harmless as many others. Well. Absolutely. All right. Chief Bob Boyce, former NYPD chief of detectives, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Chief. Now let's go back to Gio Benitez there at Columbus Circle. So, Gio, we're listening to the chief, and, you know, he's telling us that the mission right now is to get this device safely, obviously, out of the building and then elsewhere to a location where the NYPD can properly inspect it. What are you seeing from your vantage point in terms of the investigation? Well. You know what? Let me let's see if we can get this because uh, we got the NYPD. So you see those trucks oh, over God. there. You could only uh, I can't really see the trucks from here. Maybe you can see it better from the camera. Uh, but usually when they have those big trucks there, that's usually the bomb squad that's going out there. And so if this is the case, that is probably where they're going to bring that package uh, to inspect it because that's where you got to do it. Um, we, we do know right now uh, that that it was some sort of as the way CNN is describing it, at least is that it was some sort of uh, pipe bomb or, or some sort of pipe with wires. And, you know, of course, at this point, we don't know if it was, in fact, an explosive. And that is what they're going to be looking at. But no doubt about it, you can see officers right there. And you can see those trucks, which usually uh, indicate that the bomb squad is here on the scene. All right. Gio Benitez from Columbus Circle outside CNN. Gio, we appreciate it. And just to sort of bring everybody up to speed, in case you're just joining us, uh, we're just talking to Gio Benitez in Columbus Circle outside CNN after a suspicious package was found there. Now that comes after three suspicious packages were found, one at the home of George Soros, one near the home of the Clintons in Chappaqua, New York, and another was destined for President Obama but was intercepted in Washington, D.C. Those latter three devices, law enforcement officials say, appear to be 
similar in nature and contained explosive material. So as you can imagine, that fourth package now found at CNN is being treated very seriously. I want to go over to Steve Gomez, a former special FBI agent who's keeping us briefed on the investigation. Steve, the, with all of these devices seemingly connected, how does the investigation take place given the different locations? Well, the different locations, um, that, that doesn't really have a, too much of a bearing. I mean, you basically have four different crime scenes where there's going to be investigative work being done. But key is the fact that these are bombs. When you have a bomb that has been deployed, that bomb has a specific signature by the bomb maker. And uh, so now you have four devices that the investigators are going to be able to forensically examine to determine how those devices were constructed, what is the signature of that bomb maker. Now, the signature can evolve over time, and we saw this with the um, Austin, Texas bomber. That individual, his signature evolved from the very first bomb that he developed until the sixth bomb and until the very end. And, uh, and that was something that was very significant because the fact is that bomb maker was viewed as one of the most prolific bomb makers since Ted Kaczynski, and he did this in a very short time. So the investigation is going to focus on those bombs that were made and try to figure out how they are going to find that bomb maker, who's the one that delivered these, but most importantly, are there other bombs out there? And are there other individuals that are going to be targeted or, or media outlets or other organizations? That is the big concern, in my view, that law enforcement is focusing on. And what do you do to try to answer that question? I mean, that seems to be the big concern right now is that if these packages already were all sent and, you know, the Soros one was found about two days ago, could there be more out there? How do you answer that question? Well, the speed of, the, of this investigation, this is going to be the highest priority investigation in the country right now. It, every resource that is needed is going to be deployed into this investigation. I can tell you right now, FBI has their command center in New York City, Washington, D.C., FBI headquarters activated. Every field office, every agent, every person in federal law enforcement, local law enforcement is working on this if they are needed. So what they're doing is they're trying to, as fast as possible, do the analysis on the bombs, but at the same time, they are conducting the, the crime scene and the investigation at each location to try to see if there's any evidence of, you know, whether it's video, whether it is some kind of witnesses that saw where the device was deployed or, or whether it went to the, the post office, which post office. They're going to go looking for all that kind of information. All that investigation is going to be conducted to gather more evidence, more, you know, identification information to figure out who was it that deployed these devices. And at the same time, they're going to match that up with what they're finding in the analysis of the bombs. And that's all going to be culminated together every minute, every hour, every day as this investigation is continuing. Yeah, very large coordinated effort there. And then there's also the Secret Service, of course. You know, luckily, both Clinton and Obama were not actually home because they're on the campaign trail, stumping for different candidates. But now the Secret Service has the task of trying to keep them safe while they're on the road. Absolutely. The, the Secret Service, 
they, they've got they've always had a big job. I mean, the Secret Service agents are just some of the most dedicated and, and professional people out there in, in federal law enforcement. They, they they sacrifice so much their families. I, I can tell you, I've got so many good friends in the Secret Service. What is happening now puts even more pressure and strain on them because not only are were they already you know dealing with protectees and all the issues that they have, now they have to deal with explosive devices, knowing that there's the potential that there are these devices that are going to their protectees and and that that is a very big task for them to have to deal with in addition to what they were already dealing with as we approach the elections so uh, yeah they're, they're going to be coordinating heavily with the fbi and the federal agencies and local agencies that are dealing with the investigation and these four incidents here because the the secret service is now adding the analysis from the investigation into their protection program that they are dealing with for all their protectees. Now, the packages that were destined for uh, the Clintons, uh, the George Soros and CNN all made it uh, to their destinations, but the one headed for President Obama was intercepted, actually, in Washington, D.C. What kind of information can you glean from that, that that package didn't make it to their actual residence? Well, it could be a couple of things. There could be uh, extra screening um, um, layers that are placed on any any type of mail that is going to former President Obama. Um, so, so that it could be that. Uh, you know, the same thing could also be the case for uh, First Lady uh, Hillary Clinton, and, uh, and and you know, so they're going to be examining the different procedures that took place for the mail going into each one of those locations and trying to figure out. How did they make it through? I mean, what was it that triggered the uh, the devices to be, you know, caught and and screened and then detected for some type of explosive material? I mean, that's just something that they're going to do, um, you know, to ensure that they do their due diligence with the security screening procedures to ensure that they're able to catch any kind of device that's coming through. But but you know, when it comes to uh, you know a, a former president and a former first lady, I mean, th there's going to be various layers of screening to ensure that devices like these are caught and uh, prevented from being delivered. And we're now hearing a statement from the vice president. He says, we condemn the attempted attacks against former President Obama, the Clinton, CNN, and others. These cowardly actions are despicable and have no place in this country. Grateful for the swift response of the Secret Service, the FBI, and local law enforcement, those responsible will be brought to justice. Steve, what do you think they're doing at this point to find those responsible? Well, they're looking at this case, and we already talked about how they're going to assume that all the devices are, are connected. They're probably now looking at who are the recipients of these, uh, the, the victims, the ones that were receiving these devices. Who were they being sent to? And, and clearly, you can see there's a lot of political connectivity, at least amongst, um, you know, uh, uh, former President Obama, Hillary Clinton, um, George Soros, who's a, a Democratic a political activist. And so there has to be the assumption that this could be perpetrated by somebody aligned with a domestic terrorism group. Therefore, it would probably be in the in the wheelhouse of a domestic terrorism type of investigation. They have to do that. You know, they have to assume that that's the potential because of who these devices were being sent to. And, and maybe it's not a domestic terrorism type of case. Maybe it's not some kind of uh, individual or group that is trying to influence our political system, especially with the elections coming forward. However, they have to assume, based on the evidence, that that is a potential, and therefore they would conduct the investigation in that manner. Uh, so, Steve, what do you think is next for this investigation? 
Well, they've got to move with lightning speed, like I said. They've got to figure out what were the materials in these devices and then start to figure out where could they have acquired these materials. Some of these materials may have been acquired in places where you can get it almost anywhere. And so that's going to be a, a, you know, a real big issue for them there. Um, you know, trying, this is a huge organizational exercise, as, as I talk about whenever we deal with these major incidents. They are gathering up as many resources as possible. There are going to be leads and interviews and people. I mean, you're talking about four different locations here. So they are going to be interviewing everybody that have had any connectivity to the movement of those packages. And all that information is funneling into the command centers. And as they are getting that information, they're tasking out new leads, more interviews. Um, agents and, and analysts are reviewing all this information to try to get to the next step of who is it that did this? We saw a classic example is what happened in Austin, Texas, where there was bomb after bomb after bomb. And that became such a high-profile investigation, and they were moving with lightning speed there. It's even more of a priority in this case because our political system is at stake. All right. Steve Gomez, former FBI special agent. Steve, we appreciate the analysis. Thanks. And you heard Steve talk about four locations. That's four suspicious packages, three of which were found in the state of New York, two upstate, one, or in Westchester at least, one in uh, New York City. But that fourth package was intercepted in Washington, D.C. That one headed for the Obamas and Sam Sweeney from WJLA is there in D.C. Sam, what do we know so far about that package? Well, Diane, we know it was intercepted before it came to the Obamas residence here in the Calorama section of Northwest Washington at Joint Base Anacostia Bowling. That's a military facility on the other side of town from here. And it was shipped there overnight last night. It was discovered early this morning when they were doing routine screening. I'm going to step out and you can see what's happening here uh, at the Obama, in front of the Obama residence right now, Secret Service here on the scene. But this is normal. This street is always blocked off with these barricades. Uh, neighbors have to show ID before they go in. And it's been relatively calm uh, all morning. We were one of the first ones here uh, and the Secret Service was was pretty surprised to actually see us show up. Uh, now there is a very large media presence here. Um, but no FBI here, no ATF, no ongoing investigation that you can see because the package never arrived here. The Secret Service at this hour telling us the former president was never in any danger as this package never uh, came to this house. It was discovered overnight at that screening facility. But all calm uh, here at this hour. We're going to continue to keep a watch on this situation. We'll update you as we get new information. And Sam, I know uh, the president, the former president rather, was not home because he's traveling on the campaign trail. Do you know if anybody else from the family was? You no, know, we haven't been able to get any of that information. The Secret Service agents who are always here protecting the home and the neighborhood. And we should also mention that Ivanka and Jared uh, live just about a couple of hundred yards away from this area. Uh, they are always in this neighborhood and they haven't been releasing any information about who was in the residence at the time. All right, Sam Sweeney from WJLA in D.C. Thanks, Sam. We want to go over to Rob Nelson from WABC. Rob is in Columbus Circle outside CNN there. Uh, Rob, quite a different scene. You know, we're looking at Sam in D.C. and things are looking pretty calm because the package never actually made it to the Obama residence. But looking at Columbus Circle, there is a large, large investigation underway there. 
Absolutely. And for folks who may be watching who are not familiar with New York, let me just paint the scene here. This is really the middle of Manhattan here. This is the sprawling Time Warner Center, home to so many shops and restaurants and stores, also home to the headquarters for CNN. And what we understand right now is about 9.40 this morning, someone in the mailroom of CNN discovered some kind of suspicious package. They believe now it was some kind of pipe bomb, some kind of metal pipe with wires uh, coming out of it. That obviously set off alarm bells inside the building. And within minutes, an alarm sounded in the building and hundreds of folks, workers, including uh, CNN people, were escorted out of this building. All of them were evacuated. No time frame just yet as to when they will be allowed back in uh, the building. There is a heavy police presence here. Security guards inside the building helped to get everybody out. No time frame again for when they will be allowed uh, back in. We also understand that literally uh, when word spread about the kind of package that had been found, CNN was on the air at the time. An alarm went off right in the middle of their broadcast and everyone had to evacuate. We saw several CNN employees out here, in fact, because they were told to leave and just go somewhere to get out of here. This investigation is still ongoing. We don't know exactly what we are seeing today, except law enforcement personnel do believe that the suspicious package that was sent here, the one that was sent to the Clintons, the one that was sent to former President Obama, the one that was sent to George Soros here in our tri-state area in Westchester County, they do believe all of these events are related, but still no answers just yet as to who is doing this and why, whether this is politically motivated or just some kind of horrible prank. But obviously the cascading number of incidents we're now seeing is a reason for not only a huge investigation, but a lot of alarm. So when you see when you say that you see the crowds out here, one, we're in the middle of Manhattan on a beautiful fall day. So crowd, this would be busy no matter what without this kind of incident. But number two, obviously, a strong police presence, ATF, bomb squad. But again, the good news, if there's any in all of this mess today that we're seeing is that there have been uh, no injuries. All of these devices that we know of, at least right now, have been intercepted by law enforcement or Secret Service. So they've not actually made it to their destination or detonated or caused any kind of harm to the in intended target or to anyone who was handling those packages uh, along the way. But uh, New York is always uh, certainly an energetic and city. You never know where it's going to get in New York, but this is certainly uh, beyond the scope of what anyone expected on what was supposed to be a routine Wednesday morning. Now, multiple locations uh, in the tri-state area. We are now wondering who sent these packages, why they did it, and there now there is a massive sprawling investigation in New York and in the Burbs, and of course, as you uh, heard in your last report, in the nation's capital uh, as well. We should also point out we're getting early reports that there may have been a similar package sent to Governor Andrew Cuomo, the governor here in uh, New York. We're working to confirm that now. So this is an escalating and cascading situation with very few answers at this point, but plenty of questions. Right. For now, though, we're live here in the middle of Manhattan, outside the Time Warner Center. Rob Nelson, Diane, back to you. Rob, thank you. Still a very developing a story, as you can see. Rob, thanks for the update. Uh, and just to sort of paint the picture, what you're looking at where Rob was standing is just outside the main entrance of the Time Warner Center. There's a shopping mall there, lots of restaurants, etc. cetera. Uh, but let's go back over to Gio, who's outside the main entrance to CNN. Specifically, you can see the NYPD coordination there as they try to get this device out of the building. Gio, what's the latest? Well, Diane, we've also just seen uh, some bob-sniffing dogs go through here, some canine units go through here, and more officers just getting into the area here. Now, if we can go ahead and zoom in, uh, we've been talking about these trucks that are there. This is probably where they are going to take this device uh, once they take it out of the building. Uh, we believe at this point they, they still have it in the building. We don't know just yet, but we know that those trucks are out there, and usually that indicates that those are, uh, that those are bomb squad trucks there. Now, Jeff Zucker, 
Tucker, the president of CNN, has just sent out another note saying we continue to remain on alert in New York. He sent this to CNN employees. The NYPD is currently in the building assessing the situation. I can confirm that we have checked all of our bureaus worldwide and have found no other devices at this time. So again, they've been looking at other, you know, Rob Nelson was talking about uh, a potential suspicious uh, package being sent to Governor Cuomo. At this point, uh, CNN has checked and says that they do not have another suspicious package at any of their other facilities, just the one here in New York. Um, but if we can just look at here, you can see, I don't know if the camera can see all of those officers standing by. That is the entrance uh, to CNN. That is usually where CNN employees go in, uh, going into work. And so, and no doubt about it, when, when you're looking at this, this crowd around us, if we can get the camera to just turn over, just so you can see what's happening here. Obviously, uh, a ton of media here uh, watching from the uh, from the street, uh, from this angle. But you could also see all of the people that have just stopped here in New York City. And we continue to see more and more ambulances, fire trucks, law enforcement cars running through here uh, with those sirens blaring. And, and so many people are just concerned about what is happening out here right now, Diane. Understandably, Gia, thanks. I want to bring in Aaron Kaczerski, WAC Radio. Uh, who has some updates on the investigation. Aaron, what do we know so far? We know so far that it was just after 9.30 this morning when the, the NYPD received a 911 call from inside the mail room at CNN. That's where an employee said that uh, he found a suspicious device, what appeared to be a small pipe bomb. And we're told that that device is similar to what was found at the homes of the Clintons, the Obamas, and the financier George Soros. So it appears, and the working assumption from law enforcement now is that all of these devices are similar, and they're, of course, now working to find any clues to see if they can trace the origin. That does bring up some red flags, of course, the fact that they're all similar, and we know that they said that the other three did contain explosive materials, another source of concern, obviously. Um, we're also hearing from a source close to the situation that former President Clinton was actually home at the time that the package was found up in Chappaqua near the Clinton residence. Uh, they do stress, though, that the package was screened and discovered away from the residence, so it was never close. Uh, but, you know, some of these packages did reach their destinations. The one headed for President Obama did not, but uh, the other three apparently did. So, uh, Aaron, what do investigators do from here to try to make sure there aren't more out there? Well, they, they are certainly scrambling, and that's what is so troubling about when you hear things that are sent through the mail or, or at least delivered uh, to, to, to mailboxes. You don't know how many more may be out there. It's a situation that was unfolding in, in, in Austin. Uh, but now the authorities are, are racing to, to make sure that any uh, Secret Service protectees are going to be uh, get, get some extra attention, uh, particularly those that have been uh, linked to, to the ones that are already out there. Uh, and the authorities are, are also trying to use the, the devices that they have uh, seized uh, to look for signatures. And, and they can even take the components of these devices and trace them back to where they perhaps were purchased or, or uh, and try to find the, the origin uh, of this. At this point, it's not clear whether this is the work of one person, a group of people, but the, the working assumption uh, from law enforcement right now, out of an abundance of caution, is that uh, it, they, these are somehow all connected.
And we are seeing, you know, a huge police presence outside the Time Warner Center where CNN is located. The, the big goal right now seems to be to get this device out of the building safely so then the police can properly examine it elsewhere. Uh, any developments on where they are in that process? You know, uh, the, the, uh, the authorities are going to take control of these devices uh, eventually, you know, blow them all up uh, just to render them all safe. But where specifically in the process, uh, we're, we're not sure. Um, the uh, One of the suspicious packages being investigated uh, believed uh, to have a fake return address uh, to a known public official in Florida. And it's not clear that, that this was, you know, the actual sender or whether this is just to, to throw investigators off the trail. All right. Interesting. Aaron Katursky from ABC Radio. Aaron, we appreciate it. And we want to go back to Marcus Solis, who's up in Chappaqua uh, near the Clinton residence. And Marcus, we're now learning that while uh, former First Lady and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was not home because she's out on the campaign trail, former President Clinton was home when this package was detected. That's right. And the uh, Secret Service saying that at no time were the... Uh addressees or the intended recipients in danger of receiving these packages because they are screened regularly. It is um, nevertheless concerning the president, a former president, was at home at the time, though it is unclear exactly where that uh, interception of the package took place, whether or not it was here uh, near the, the house or at a facility, uh, but it was indeed addressed, the package was, to Hillary Clinton. And we're not seeing quite the urgency that we're seeing in other locations, uh, Columbus Circle, uh, certainly because uh, this was made early this morning, around 1 o'clock this morning, uh, the Secret Service saying by a technician who routinely screens mail for the Clintons. So the Clintons, of course, have lived here in Chappaqua since the late 1990s as she mounted her run uh, for Senate in New York. They bought the house in Old House Lane uh, here in Chappaqua and then bought the adjacent property uh, as well a couple of years ago, a weekend uh, getaway for Chelsea Clinton and her family, all at the end of a cul-de-sac here, uh, which is accessible to the public. If that package was delivered, it is unclear whether or not it was. Um, uh, it is accessible to the public. Uh, but again, uh, the Secret Service saying that uh, Hillary Clinton uh, was not uh, in danger of receiving that package. It is all routinely scaled. Uh, and again, law enforcement officials telling ABC News that it appears to be a similar device, uh, an explosive device, uh, potentially a rudimentary one that was similar to the one found at George Soros's residence in Bedford, just seven miles away, another Westchester County location where authorities responded to just two days ago. In that case, they proactively detonated the device on the scene after a caretaker removed it from a mailbox, recognized that it was a suspicious package, and then put it down in a wooded area. Uh, the authorities were called and then the bomb squad detonated that device. It's unclear what uh, the statuses of the device that was mailed to Hillary Clinton is right now, whether or not it was taken someplace, whether it is still intact or it was also uh, proactively uh, detonated, rendered uh, safe, as they like to say, uh, bomb squad officials say, they render that device safe before they launch their investigation. But again, here at Old House Lane, uh, not a, not a urgent situation in terms of police presence. We are seeing the comings and going of vehicles, Secret Service uh, vehicles. Uh, we understand the former president was at home at the time. 
Hillary Clinton. Uh, the addressee on that suspicious package was not at the time she is campaigning in Florida. That's the latest from Chappaqua. Diane? Uh, Marcus, thanks. We're also hearing from Chelsea Clinton now. She tweeted just a little while ago, every day I'm grateful to the women and men of the United States Secret Service. You know, it's, uh, she is grateful, and I'm sure many are, that that package never actually made it to her parents. It was picked up by a screener before it was uh, sent into the actual house, but still too close for comfort for many. Uh, Brad Garrett, former FBI agent, is on the phone with us now. Brad, what do you make of, of the way these packages so far have been found? Uh, not surprising. This appears to be someone who used sort of a mainstream way to deliver these packages, i.e., it appears, through the mail. It's also, it shows that they're somewhat probably amateurish, uh, that the likelihood of them getting caught, I think, is probably reasonable. Because think about it this way. These all had to go in the mail stream from some location. The postal inspectors can tell the Secret Service, FBI, et cetera, where these packages entered the mail stream. Is it all one location? Is it in close proximity? Uh, they're also going to mainly look at who are known candidates that may be involved in this. In other words, the Secret Service have an extensive database that talks about people who have sent inappropriate messages, substances, have shown up at the White House, sort of fill in the blank, whether it's against the current president, a former president, uh, someone like Hillary Clinton, or even someone like George Soros. They're going to look at all of these things to see if they can narrow it down. <clears throat> because the reality is, this guy is probably going to get caught. The question is, are there other devices out there? Right. That is the big question now that I think everyone's trying to answer. Um, Brad, in terms of you were talking about the, the location <clears throat> and how things come into the maelstrom, is there a way to fake that? Uh, we heard from Aaron Katursky just a little while ago. One of the packages had what appears to be a fake return address from a public official in Florida. I mean, is it that easy? Well, you can put anybody's address on a package or a letter. I'm suggesting it still physically has to get into the mail stream. In other words, is there a mail facility in fill-in-the-blank state and city where these packages started? Because if they're legitimately mailed, they have to literally go through a postal facility, uh, probably a post office, to a postal distribution center and then on to a location. But keep in mind with, with the Obamas, the Clintons, um, that they're going to have their mail screened not anywhere close to their house. And so the, I would guess those two packages got caught some distance away from their residences. So all I'm suggesting is where it went in the mail stream, you can't really do anything about. You could put Mickey Mouse on the package. But that still doesn't stop where it came from. And that could be telling if they're looking for people that they have a history of in those particular general regions of the country. And what if these packages weren't actually sent through the mail? What if they're made to look that way but were actually hand-delivered? Is that possible? Well, I, I suppose. I'm not sure how you got a package. He would have gotten a package into CNN. Uh, it's a lot safer, obviously, to mail them. Let's face it, Ted Kaczynski did it for years. Uh, in a very sophisticated way that you really couldn't figure out who he was. So I don't think this guy is remotely in that category. 
Uh, this sounds like an angry person that's got the agendas against people that he doesn't like their philosophies or approach to, to, to politics, immigration, fill in the blank. And, and so I, I think that you're really dealing with somebody that wants attention. Uh, did he want the devices to go off? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we'll have to see. But clearly law enforcement is reporting at least that they are potentially actionable bombs. In other words, they could have gone off. Uh, so we'll have to see. All right, Brad Garrett, former FBI agent. Thanks, Brad. We want to go over to Tara Palmieri, who's outside the White House. Uh, Tara, I understand you have an update for us. That's right, Diane. Uh, we know that one of the suspicious packages that was sent had a fake return address for a well-known public official in Florida. Authorities don't believe that this official had anything to do with the package that was sent, but they have identified that one of the packages had a return address of that public official's office in Florida. Uh, do we know anything more about who that public official is? Are they affiliated with a particular party? Because, you know, one of the theories being floated is that this is somehow politically motivated given the targets. Mm. Well, it is a political official. I can say that. Um, you know, we have some early reporting, but uh, I think we're going to hold it until we have confirmation on what party it was associated with. But yes, the, the, it's a political official associated with a party. All right. And we heard Brad Garrett say, you know, that definitely does not mean that the return address is real of in any course. way. In fact, it sounds like investigators believe it was not. Exactly. Um, but could could add to the investigation and a number of things that investigators are looking into here. Tara, thank you. Uh, we're also expecting a briefing from the NYPD on the situation over at CNN uh, in about an hour. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, just to sort of recap for everybody, there are four, now four suspicious packages found. One at the Clinton residence in Chappaqua, New York. Another at the Soros residence, just about seven miles away, also in Westchester County, New York. Uh, another package was destined for the Obama residence in D.C. It did not make it there. It was picked up by screeners beforehand. Uh, but those three packages all appear to be similar, both in the nature of the construction of the package, as well as the fact that there were explosive materials found inside. Very concerning. Now a fourth package has been found in New York City at CNN where they have cleared uh, the building there out of precaution and the F uh, FBI and NYPD are now on the scene trying to get that package out. Maggie Ruley is in Columbus Circle there outside CNN. Maggie, what's the latest? Well, Diane, just to give you an idea of how much the city's on lockdown right now in this area, if you take a look around, uh, there's a heavy police presence going on. This area is known as Columbus Circle, and the building you see just behind me, so is the Time Warner building, but that is what houses CNN. So CNN headquarters are in me behind that building. It has all been evacuated now, and not just CNN, but everyone really in that building. I walked past, uh, there's a Whole Foods in the bottom of that building, one of the largest in the city, completely evacuated. All the workers were outside on the first floor. There are tons of shops inside that building also evacuated and what's sort of scary Diane is that I spoke with some of those uh, workers in Whole Foods and in those shops and they said they never heard an alarm they never heard an alert all they heard was people yelling get out get out and so they actually had a, a run up whether it was from the basement or from the first floor down from those upper levels out into this area now and everyone's just waiting um, you can see there's police tape that has been uh, set up sort of blocking off a lot of the areas um, but 
Interestingly enough, outside of that is now where all of the onlookers have come to sort of watch what's happening. So uh, while the building is on lockdown, if you look over to my left, there's a large crowd of New Yorkers uh, that have gathered. Uh, but I should point out that many of them are some of those workers that are waiting to find out when they can go back inside that building. Because right now, again, on complete lockdown, no one's allowed back inside. Uh, Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN, even telling employees if they want to leave the area, they can leave the area. Just stay in contact uh, with some of their colleagues. Uh, but right now, no one's allowed back inside the NYPD inside the building uh, right now, trying to investigate that situation, make sure that there's no other packages as well. So uh, it's very tense out here right now, but people have been remaining calm and are just waiting, waiting to see when they'll be allowed back inside. And Maggie, we, you know, we heard a little while ago that there may have been a suspicious package at Governor Cuomo's office. We're now hearing from Aaron Katursky that law enforcement officials have called that back, saying no suspicious package at Cuomo's office, and Cuomo's office is also confirming no suspicious package there. So right now we're still looking at four, but of course one of the big fears is what if there are more out there? Exactly, Dan. That's a big fear right now. And right now, as you mentioned, there's kind of a lot of confusion. That's even people we speak to say one of the biggest problems is they just don't know what's happening and no one does. The authorities are trying to get to the bottom of this, but this is all happening at a breakneck pace. Again, uh, many of these packages were just discovered very early this morning. Uh, the one inside this building just a few hours ago. And so people are trying to get to the bottom of this, reminding people to stay calm. Uh, CNN, out of an abundance of caution, said they evacuated the building. Also checked all of their other bureaus across the country. Um, Jeff Zucker announcing that none of the other bureaus for CNN were had found any suspicious uh, packages there. So at least that's a small answer, but it's not a very big one considering uh, how many people are on edge right now and very cautious, just making sure that uh, no one goes back inside that building in case there are more packages, in case, uh, God forbid, an explosion happens as well. And so they're definitely on call, but authorities are reminding people to stay calm, saying they're on top of the situation and trying to make sure that the number one priority is that everyone remains safe. Yeah, that is always the key. And, you know, so far what we know in terms of CNN is that that package was found around 9.30 in the morning in the CNN mailroom by a mailroom employee who then reported the device. And law enforcement officials are saying this one was similar to the other three. So, you know, it's lending more evidence to the possibility that all four of these are connected, Maggie. Exactly, and that's what's so scary here. It had a very similar makeup. They had a very uh, similar uh, out, uh, outside even. They're calling it a yellow package is the latest um, that we're hearing, and inside as well, something that looked similar to uh, a makeshift pipe bomb. Uh, but again, these are all very preliminary findings. They have not 100% uh, linked all DHS. of the packages, but what we're hearing is that they do seem to be similar, so that's why everyone is operating out of this abundance of caution right now, making sure that uh, there's not more packages out there, making sure that everyone who was inside that building remains outside the building until they can clear it and make sure that something terrible doesn't happen. All right. We certainly hope not. Maggie Ruley, stay safe there in Columbus Circle outside CNN. Let's head over to Tara Paul. Mary Ivanka Trump is now weighing in on all of this. Tara, what is she saying? She's the third major uh, official in the White House to weigh in after President Trump and Pence. And she said she strongly condemns these attempted attacks against President Obama, the Clinton family, CNN, and others. Like her uh, father and uh, Vice President Pence, they did not mention Democratic activist uh, George Soros, who had a suspicious package delivered to his home. Um, she said, there is no excuse America is better than this. And she thanked the Secret Service for their work. Um, 
the White House has said that President Trump has been briefed on suspicious packages, um, specifically on the attack packages that were sent to Clinton, the Clinton home and the Obama home, and they're taking it very seriously. Sarah Sanders put out a statement calling them, quote, terrorizing acts that are despicable, and she called the perpetrators, quote, cowards. So the White House putting out some really strong statements about these, uh, these packages that have been sent to prominent uh, Democratic figures. All right, I want to go over to John Cohen, former acting undersecretary from Department of Homeland Security. Tara, thank you. Um, John, I'm wondering what goes into trying to figure out if the source of packages like this is domestic or foreign. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a key question here. What um, investigators will be looking at, you know, you have four devices. They'll, they'll be looking to see whether these were viable devices or not. Um, as an investigator, you want to maintain the integrity of the device because there's a lot of evidence that you can get. Um, the materials that were used to build the device, um, fingerprints or other DNA that may be on the device. They'll also want to see if there are other devices that are potentially out there. So they're working with the Postal Service. They'll be working with shippers uh, to have them look at uh, packages that are in their pipes, uh, in their stream uh, currently to see if there's any suspicious devices. But you've asked the key question, and this is what um, investigators want to look at. Are we looking at the efforts of a foreign terrorist organization, a domestic group, or some disaffected person who is responding to what he or she sees on TV and hears through the increasingly polarized and vitriolic political debate in this country? So investigators will surely take note of who's receiving these packages, and they'll try to see if that gives them any greater insight into who's sending the packages. You know, and on the surface, it seems like there could be a political connection here, where you've got, you know, George Soros, who's a very well-known Democrat. You've got a former Democratic president, a former Democratic first lady and secretary of state. And then CNN, who many say, you know, is a more Democratic-leaning news network, at least that's the accusation. Uh, what else goes into trying to figure out if there is, in fact, a political motive in all of this? Well, you certainly raise a good point. I mean, the recipients that have been identified thus far are all highly visible and targets of verbal attacks uh, in, in the current political environment, whether it's, you know, the fake news uh, that's ascribed to CNN or, or allegations that George Soros is, you know, funding the caravan that's heading to this country. But investigators, while they'll note that, aren't going to be driven based solely on that. Uh, so they will look to see, again, is, is there any evidence on these devices, fingerprints, uh, any indicate, you know, any information that comes from the, looking at the materials that were used in the device, uh, on the packaging material, uh, is there any DNA that they can use to help them identify precisely who it is that manufactured the devices uh, and then sent the devices, and that'll give them the, the clarity to understand what the motive was behind the use of these devices. And we heard Marcus Solis from WABC saying that the device that was found at the Soros house in Westchester, Westchester was detonated there on the scene, but that wasn't the case for the package found at the Clinton house. What do you make of that? Well, you know, law enforcement on scene has the responsibility to determine from a safety perspective whether it's best to uh, destroy the device, preventing it from blowing up, uh, or whether it can be disabled using some other means. Uh, clearly, when a device is kept intact, 
so it's disabled, but it's kept intact, there's a lot more evidence that can be acquired from that device that can help investigators hopefully determine who constructed the device. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be a fingerprint. It doesn't have to be a piece of DNA or a hair strand. It could simply be figuring out where the materials were purchased that were used to construct the explosive device. And, uh, and detect, you know, police investigators, the FBI, Secret Service are all very good at looking at materials that are used in explosives and figuring out where those materials were acquired, uh, and that provides uh, some insight that hopefully leads to the identification of who built the device. Uh, and we do, uh, we're hearing that Hillary Clinton is planning to speak in a little while um, at an event coming up, so we uh, may hear comment from her on all of this. But I want to go over to um, Gio Benitez. John, please stay with us, and thank you. We're going to come back to you. Um, I want to go over to Gio, though, who's in Columbus Circle. Gio, we're expecting a presser now from the NYPD on this uh, in less than an hour, in about 45 minutes. Uh, do you know anything about what they're expected to reveal there? Well, we know that the scene is seems to be calming down just a little bit here because I want you to see that we, we earlier today when we zoomed into that, um, we saw that there was uh, some sort of it, it almost looked like a cement mixer. That would be the containment truck uh, that they were that they would put a bomb in if there was a bomb, if there was an explosive. That truck has now left. So uh, assuming that uh, they moved it already and I've already investigated it or 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 perhaps they found that it wasn't an explosive we don't know just yet we don't know what's going on but we know uh, that that particular truck that containment truck that they bring to these scenes to contain uh, these sort of explosives in situations like this that truck has now left uh, so we are still seeing though a lot of law enforcement here uh, assuming now that they are actually going to come here they're going to have this press conference here in this area within the next 45 minutes and and tell us what they know so far um, but we are still this area is still in, uh, evacuated the building the CNN offices uh, have still been evacuated they have not let anyone back in just yet and we are still seeing a lot of these officers here we've also been seeing um, some bomb sniffing dogs that have been checking all of these cars that are just lined up here on the street and uh, they've been checking all of these cars all of this area because uh, no doubt about it this is a a highly trafficked area. The subway system is directly behind us, a major subway entrance right here. And of course, Columbus Circle, which is just so famous, so popular for so many reasons. Diane. And Gio, the New York Marathon is just one week away. It goes right by Whoa. that area. <laughs> yeah. So you can yeah, imagine the security absolutely. precautions yeah, underway. Yeah, and, and listen, the NYPD, as, as we know and we've reported so many times, the NYPD alone is larger than uh, many armies uh, for some small countries, okay? Uh, so this is a very, very large police force, uh, a police force that has a counterterrorism unit uh, that is very well equipped for handling situations like this. And they have just been going along. You know, I was walking, when I was walking down here, I was about 20 blocks away. All the way down there, you had officers just lining the streets, getting ready. Um, I walked by the New York Times. You had officers lining the streets. Uh, they are taking this very, very seriously. Yeah, we heard the former NYPD chief of detectives saying, we have dealt with this many, many, many times before. Whether you consider that a good thing or a bad thing, at least you can say the NYPD is certainly experienced in dealing with a suspicious package. Geo, thanks. I want to go back over to John Cohen. Um, 
the uh, former acting undersecretary at the Department of Homeland Security. Because, John, we heard a little bit earlier there were reports out there there may have been a suspicious package at Governor Cuomo's office. We're now hearing that is not the case. No package found there. We also heard of a possible bomb threat at Debbie Washerman Saltz's office. When you're investigating a situation like this, that is developing, developing rather, how do you differentiate between what's actually going on and perhaps copycats or false alarms spurred just by people hearing the news? Well, you recognize that there will certainly be copycats. Uh, I suspect that you're going to see an increase in bomb threats, uh, particularly uh, at uh, you know, locations of Democratic figures, possibly other news organizations. Um, you're going to possibly see some suspicious packages. Uh, most of them are not going to be uh, associated, but there, there may be some that will be. So, unfortunately for law enforcement, they have to take every single bomb threat, every single suspicious package, report very seriously. They'll investigate it, uh, and only when they determine it's not related uh, will they uh, discount that it's a part of this broader effort. Yeah, we are getting a, a number of reports of suspicious packages, you know, being being investigated now. But, you know, it seems like one of those things where at this point you just have to be as careful as possible, even if you may end up having to deal with a number of false alarms. That's exactly right. And that's the attitude police will be taking, uh, not only in New York, but uh, probably in Washington and other major cities. Uh, they're going to, they, they, you know, hopefully DA, the Department of Homeland Security, I'm sure the FBI has put something out to local law enforcement already, uh, maybe even the Secret Service. Uh, and uh, police departments will be alerted to the fact that if they get suspicious package calls, particularly around specific types of locations, locations of government offices or elected official offices or news media locations and bureaus, uh, they're going to take them very seriously and they're going, to, they're going to fully investigate them. And when you have a situation like this, you know, this person, obviously, whoever they are, could really be anywhere. Are there any precautions that go into place at this stage in the game to try to prevent someone from possibly leaving the country after doing something like this? Yes, but again, um, those would be dependent on having some uh, level of identification of that person. It's kind of hard to prevent somebody from leaving the country uh, if you don't know who they are. That said, uh, Customs and Border Protection works very closely with other federal law enforcement organizations uh, and in, in situations such as this to prevent um, but do you expect, you know, any extra security at, say, the airports, for example, as a result of this? Airport security officials will be alerted, um, and you may see an increase in security at airports. Customs and Border Protection will be taking a close look at people who are flying, booked to fly out of the country today. Um, you're going to see increased security around special events, particularly where you have not only these figures who receive these packages, but other high-profile figures um, are, you know, we're in election season, right? So we have um, you know, elected officials out there campaigning all over the place, uh, that's going to create a, you know, quite a challenge for, for local law enforcement who will, will have to consider whether they increase security around those events. Yeah, I bet. They definitely have their work cut out for them. John Cohen from the Department of Homeland Security. John, we appreciate the analysis. Thank you. And I just want to guide our viewers that in the top right corner of the screen now, you're taking a look at an NYPD bomb squad truck. That truck now has the device that was delivered to CNN inside it. That will then be taken off the premises so that the NYPD can properly inspect it and then we presume detonate it uh, so that it is no longer a threat to anyone. Gio Benitez is in Columbus Circle. Uh, do we still have Gio there? 
So, Gio, we yeah. just saw we just saw what looked like that bomb squad truck uh, with the device inside. What are you hearing? Yeah, so that particular truck, that's the truck that I was talking about that was here, and we saw a large group of law enforcement exit the building and go toward it, and then we saw that truck leave. So that is the truck that the bomb squad uses to make sure that they contain uh, any sort of device, any sort of explosive device in situations like this. We've been talking, of course, about the NYPD being so well-equipped in situations like this. That is what they're doing. And, and so we have that live chopper video uh, showing following that truck uh, as it leaves Columbus Circle here in Time Warner Center. And that is perhaps why they have scheduled that press conference to happen right here uh, just within the next half hour to 45 minutes uh, because they know that that truck has left and that that device has also left the building. And we know that the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, has said that they have looked at the other CNN facilities across the world, across this country and across the world, and they have not found any devices or any suspicious packages at those offices. So right now, at this point, we're just talking about the Time Warner Center here, home to CNN's New York offices, and so many shops, so many different restaurants, so many different tourist attractions, quite frankly, here in Columbus Circle. And, Gio, I know we're going to learn more at that press conference, but do we know anything right now about where they plan on taking the device or what exactly they plan on doing with it once they get it to the location? Well, what they're going to do is that is that they're going to make sure to investigate every little inch of it, because we know at this point, uh, Tara Palmieri over at the White House has been reporting uh, that at least one of the packages uh, had that fake return address. So they're going to be looking to see if there's any clue as to who possibly sent this. If that fake return address was the only sort of uh, clue on there, uh, that you know, that's obviously not enough. So now they're going to make sure to look at every little bit of that and to see what the materials were that were used inside that for that device. All right, Chio Benitez from Columbus Circle. Let's bring in Mike Levine in D.C. Mike's from our justice team. Uh, Mike, we heard Gio there talking about, you know, what the investigation looks like from the NYPD side. What can you tell us about the federal side of this investigation? Listen, I think everyone from the top of the counterterrorism division uh, at the FBI, uh, all sorts of federal officials are certainly working, working this hard. They aren't answering their phones. I can attest to that personally. Uh, and, you know, certainly they're trying to find out two things, right? Uh, as Gio has said, are there still other packages out there? Who else might be uh, in danger? And, of course, who is behind this? And those are two, two different threads that different parts of the U.S. counterintelligence and counterterrorism system are chasing right now. It seems like the two key components obviously there are many but the two main ones is the the similarity in these devices it seems all four seem to have a, a similar construction we know at least three of them did contain explosive materials what do you make of that you know this this is certainly being treated as a real threat as uh as not just a uh not just someone trying to send a message but also potentially trying to injure someone uh so it's it's hard to tell exactly what the motivation was here. We don't know anything about the sender beyond that there were these fake uh, these fake return addresses. There, as far as I can tell, there were no notes or messages put in with these packages. So again, we don't know what the motivation is here, aside from uh, potentially injuring someone. You know, the other part of it is sort of the political ties. You've got you know George Soros, who's a very well known Democrat. 
obviously Hillary Clinton and President Obama, same camp, and CNN often accused of being more left-leaning. What do you make of, of those ties? Is it possible this is political, and how do investigators go about confirming that? Well, I mean, I think, to your point, all of those things are clearly connected. You have the return address uh, to a known political operative, to a known public official in Florida. We're being told it's a Democratic official. Uh, so certainly there seems to be some sort of political tie here. We are two weeks away from the midterms. That can't be overlooked either. Uh, so I would imagine that, that authorities at some point will say that politics played at least a role and on that note, you know, uh, they sent the package to the Clinton residence in Chappaqua, New York. The former president, Bill Clinton, was home. Hillary Clinton, however, as you mentioned, is on the campaign trail. We actually have a live picture of Coral Gables, Florida, where she is campaigning for Donna Shalala. And we are expecting to hear from the former first lady in just a few minutes. It's possible uh, that we may hear her comment on all of this. But, you know, this all puts a big uh, sense of responsibility on the Secret Service, even more so than usual, to try to establish security, as a lot of these, you know, not only those involved in this incident, but a lot of other strong, you know, political figures are traveling on the campaign trail because we're so close to the midterms. Yes, I would imagine that the Secret Service's response to that would be, listen, this is what we do every day. We assess threats. We respond to threats and we do everything we can to protect the people, you know, our protectees. All right, Mike Levine there from our justice team. Mike, thank you. And let's go over to Tara Palmieri at the White House. Uh, Tara, we, we got a retweet from the president. Right. What, what is the president saying now? Well, he is retweeting the vice president's tweet condemning these attacks. Um, you know, he said, I, quote, wholeheartedly agree. And let's go back to what the vice president said. He called them cowardly attempted attacks that are despicable and have no place in this country. He, um, he addressed that they were against Obama, the Clintons, and CNN, again, leaving off a Democratic fundraiser George Soros. Um, and this is obviously was followed by Ivanka Trump. We had uh, Sarah Sanders earlier. But we're also hearing from uh, Mitch McConnell, who is the House ma uh, Senate Majority Leader, and then Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, and both going pretty far as well, uh, both using the words uh, uh, McConnell saying attempted acts of domestic terrorism. That's the first time we've actually heard the word terrorism used. Um, Paul Ryan saying that there was an attempt to terrorize public figures. He condemned the tax as well. Um, you know, you heard from Sanders also using, calling them these terrorizing acts are despicable. Despicable. So, you know, as we get more information, we're starting to hear this being described as a domestic terror attack. And just, you know, just a few minutes, we expect to hear from the former First Lady and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton right. at that campaign event in uh, Coral Gables, Florida. We're also in about half an hour, 35 minutes, expecting to hear from the NYPD. They have now evacuated the device that they found at CNN and taken that away. Uh, what do we know about the devices, or the device, rather, found in D.C., the one headed for President Obama? Well, we know that it was addressed to President Obama via the White House. So there was some confusion earlier about whether it was actually addressed to the White House or to President Obama's residence in Washington, D.C., but it was, in fact, addressed to him. Um, we know that it is a similar 
uh, package to the ones that were addressed to the Clintons, to Soros, um, to CNN. So it seems that, the, that right now authorities believe that all of these packages came from a sender, a similar senders or senders coordinating um, at this point. And like we said earlier, we, we know that one of the packages had a fake return address to a Florida official's office. And uh, we're getting more reporting on that. Hopefully soon we'll be able to say who this fake address belonged to. Again, like I said, it's not actually their address, but it might give us some more clues about who was behind this. Yeah, it might indeed. Let's check in with Mike Levine on that. He's on our justice team. Mike, what do you make of that, the idea that whoever addressed this addressed this to President Obama? But uh, it looks like we just lost Mike Levine. Let's check in with Gio Benitez over at Columbus Circle. Gio, a lot developing on all, you know, all of these fronts. Uh, but we understand the latest from Columbus Circle is that device has now been evacuated. We know that you saw it taken away in the bomb squad truck. So are they offering any indication of when they plan to allow people back inside? When does business as usual resume? Not just yet, but I just want to show you what's going on because now the bomb squad has come in here and they've blocked this road out and we have more law enforcement coming. We have more people walking into the CNN officers here in Times Square. I'm sorry, excuse me, Columbus Circle, of course. Um, but we don't know exactly when they're going to start allowing people back in, Diane. And that's, of course, a question because everybody's out here. Everybody's, uh, if you just turn around these cameras, we can just see. Of course, there are other media here, um, but we also have a lot of people who presumably uh, may have may work inside the building or just people walking by because this is one of the most popular areas in New York City. We are still expecting that press conference to happen uh, within the next half hour or so from here. But as you saw, we've been seeing those pictures, uh, the, the chopper cam uh, looking at what we believe to be the containment truck uh, where this suspicious package was brought just in case to determine whether this was indeed uh, an explosive device or not. And so they're going to be looking at that Mike Levine has been talking about all the different agencies that are of course going to be looking at that and and trying to figure out that's the priority where that package came from uh, as Tara Palmieri has been reporting we know that at least one of those suspicious packages was sent from a, uh, a fake return address linked to a Florida public official we don't know who that public official is just yet and we don't know if all of them had the same return address uh, but we know that at least one of them and we know that the packages are similar that is what authorities are saying that the packages are all similar. The ones being sent to President Bill Clinton and Secretary Clinton, the president uh, to President Obama, and of course right here to CNN. Um, but if you can just see here, we have lots of law enforcement here. The bomb squad is still here, even though that containment truck uh, is on the road, uh, on the way to uh, to get some further investigation. All right, Gio Benitez from Columbus Circle. We also are just getting a tweet in from Sunrise Police in Florida saying at this time they're investigating getting a suspicious package uh, in the area of Northwest 8th Street at Sawgrass Corporate Parkway. There have been no reports of any other incidents or suspicious packages at any other venues within Sunrise, they say, uh, and this appears to be tied to the reports of a possible bomb threat at the office of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. So we're also uh, watching that. But in the meantime, I want to head over to ABC's Chris Donato, who's traveling with Hillary Clinton in Coral Gables today. Uh, we're waiting on the former first lady and secretary of state to speak at this event where she is uh, on the campaign trail and wondering whether or not 
she will speak. Uh, we actually, let's head over to Gio. Gio apparently has some news for us. Gio? Yeah, you know, all of our phones just went off here because I guess because it knows that we're here in this area and it says emergency alert. The suspicious device on West 58th Street and 8th Avenue was safely removed by NYPD bomb squad. So that is the confirmation that we've been looking at. We've been seeing that video of the of the truck traveling through and we believed at that point that some sort of device uh, was taken in that truck. We now have confirmation uh, through this emergency alert that was just sent to all of the phones here in the area that in fact it was safely removed by the NYPD bomb squad. One, what a relief, and two, very interesting, great technology that they automatically detected yeah. and sent out that message to people immediately in that area. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the first time I've seen any message quite like that. We usually get those messages for weather alerts and hurricane warnings and things like that. This is the first time I've ever seen uh, an alert like that sent to the phones here. All right. Pretty cool. Gio, thank you. Uh, now let's check in with Chris Donato, who's traveling with Hillary Clinton. She, again, is on the campaign trail in Coral Gables, Florida, campaigning for Donna Shalala down there, expected to speak in just a few minutes. Chris, what's the latest from there? Hey, good afternoon. You know, I've been on the trail this week in Florida. I've covered uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and his events across Florida. Both Biden and the former Secretary of State and First Lady both have Secret Service protection. But ever since the news came out of this possible bomb being intercepted after being addressed to um, Secretary Clinton at home, the security around the Hillary Clinton event has been dramatically increased. You know, the past couple of days with the former vice president, you know, it was just a kind of walk-in event. Hi, great, thanks for coming here. You know, the Secret Service is here. But it wasn't a big, we're going to inspect all of your equipment. There weren't shutdowns around the venue. Uh, today, that's very different. You know, the roads around the venue where Hillary Clinton will be speaking at any moment now uh, are closed. There are police officers on the sidewalks, uh, Secret Service agents on the sidewalks. They had the Secret Service dog come in and sniff the entire venue to make sure there were no possible devices inside the venue and inspect all of our equipment. So a very different scene today over the past few days. Yeah, I imagine you're going to be seeing that not only at that event, Chris, but at probably all of the big political events going forward. And just ahead of the midterm elections, there are many. There are many. And also, I want to mention that the former DNC chairwoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, is scheduled to be at this event uh, that Hillary Clinton is speaking at. I was just in the venue very briefly. I tried looking for her and didn't see her. Uh, no word on whether she is actually coming to the venue or not after that possible scare at her office. But as you said, there are a lot of events between now and uh, Election Day in 13 days. Later today, there's the Florida governor's uh, debate. And, you know, they're already doing a full media blitz tomorrow for all the campaign events they have scheduled across the state and across all the other races as well. All right, Chris Donato, they definitely have their hands full. We know you do, too. Chris Donato is one of our producers traveling with uh, Hillary Clinton at the moment and hitting the campaign trail all around as we build up to the midterms. Chris, thank you. And just to sort of set the scene for you, for anybody just joining us and sort of recap what's going on, uh, we are looking at four suspicious packages found in the last few days, most of them today. Uh, the first device was found at 3.45 p.m. on Monday. Uh, that was in Westchester County at the home of billionaire philanthropist George Soros. Uh, late on Tuesday, a second device was found addressed to former First Lady Hillary Clinton at her Chappaqua 
home that ended up being intercepted by a mail screener at the home at around 1 o'clock in the morning. Then a third package containing a suspected explosive device was intercepted early Wednesday morning addressed to former President Barack Obama. That was also intercepted, uh, but, you know, in D.C. at a separate location away from the Obama residence. And now a fourth suspicious package was discovered at around 9.30 this morning at the Time Warner Center in Columbus Circle, New York, in the mailroom of CNN. The advice, uh, the, that device, rather, was addressed to former CIA director John Brennan at the CNN address, according to a law enforcement source. Uh, and Brennan is a contributor there. Now, we saw the NYPD just a little while ago remove that device from the building, take it away in the NYPD bomb squad truck, uh, and presumably take it to a safe location where they can inspect it and then detonate it safely. But you can see the area near Columbus Circle is still on lockdown. And of course, so many questions still left to be answered. Aaron Kutursky from ABC Radio is keeping track of it all for us. Uh, Aaron, what are the latest developments uh, in all of this? Well, I think you've touched on the, the very latest in the NYPD removal of the uh, CNN device uh, on its way up to the Bronx to be detonated. But no doubt that before they, the, the FBI in some cases or the NYPD, whatever bomb squad is handling whatever device, they, they have searched the components and, and tried to understand how the devices were built, whether the, 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 the person who built them, uh, if it is indeed one person, left any kind of a signature that they might be able to exploit in order to try and, uh, you know, again, trace the origin. The uh, authorities are convinced at this point, at this point in the investigation, that uh, all of these devices are related. Uh, they certainly are all similar in construction, built with, uh, with explosive powder, wires, uh, a small, uh, small bit of pipe. And the instructions for that kind of device uh, would be readily available on the Internet. So it could be someone with no bomb-making experience at all. Uh, could be, uh, although the, the fact that this was a, a workable device, at least in the case of the, the, the George Soros uh, device, as authorities had said, that, that it could have gone off, uh, does you know make the authorities concerned that there is, if not a professional, at least someone experienced at work, although it doesn't take a lot of experience to construct these things. Uh, we have seen many demonstrations of how these bombs are, are built and what it takes to compile the components. It just isn't that difficult. Right, so that means they could be searching for almost anybody out there, Aaron. Uh, the other interesting part of this is some of your reporting from earlier that one of the packages had a fake return address from a public official in Florida. What do we know about that? Well, we've just uh, been told that that public official is Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh, she is the, uh, the the congressman, the congresswoman down in Florida. Now, to, to, to say for sure, authorities do not believe that she's the one that actually sent these things. Right. But there was a return address to her office, and, uh, and and perhaps that was just to either taunt or to throw investigators off the trail. Um, it's certainly something they're going to be looking at, especially since her office had been evacuated because of a, of a bomb threat, as all of these other devices are being investigated. Yeah, on One the bottom right, uh, sorry, Aaron, I just want to quickly point out to the viewers, on the bottom right, we're looking at the bomb squad outside of Debbie Washerman Schultz's office uh, there after they reportedly received a bomb threat as well. So to your point. And, and, and authorities are certainly taking note of uh, who all these people are and, and their political leanings. 
they have made no definitive conclusion that this is somehow to make a political statement or political politically related. Um, they have made no conclusion that this is the work of a particular supporter of, of the president, but they, they, they are certainly aware of, of the, the, the names, uh, Soros, Wasserman Schultz, Clinton, Obama. Um, you know, th those all have common themes, and investigators say that's going to be part of their investigation. And how big is this investigation at this point? We know the NYPD, the FBI is involved. I assume they're going to have to coordinate with the Postal Service as well to try to figure out where these packages came from. Paint that picture for us, if you can. Well, I, you know, th there are two, um, uh, you know, there are two different components. I mean, the, the, the most immediate concern is rendering the device safe. If there is explosive material, uh, to make sure that the thing isn't going to go off. Uh, and, and in some cases, in the case of um, the, what was found at the home of George Soros, the FBI bomb squad just blew it up right on the spot. Uh, as you've been seeing at, at the device found at CNN in New York, the NYPD preferred to take it off-site and, and blow it up at their, uh, at their range in the Bronx. And, and obviously that's, I, I think, because it's such a, a densely populated area there in Columbus Circle. The, um, the, the other thing, though, that, that the bomb squad is going to try and do is use the components uh, of the device to try and figure out any signatures, and they can even uh, trace where the, the, the bits were acquired. They, they, they have the capability of, of understanding where different components like the pipe may have been purchased, and then they can go back to that store and and see if they, you know, find somebody buying a lot of these things. And it's an intricate process, but uh, but bomb squads have ways of, of from the the very minimalist of ingredients tracing back uh, to the original bomb maker. Yeah, and of course they're going to be doing this times four with now four devices found, all of them seemingly similar in construction, and at least three of them confirmed to have had explosive material inside. So a lot of red flags here to look into. And Aaron, it sounds like a lot of questions still left to be answered. Oh, plenty. Uh, and, and I think that the, um, the, the other concern is when you have things that are sent through the mail or, or delivered by a, a delivery service, um, you just don't know how many more uh, may be out there. And so uh, already the authorities are, are working in Florida, in New York, in Washington, D.C., and, you know, certainly it has, uh, as Chris Donato was saying, brought up issues on the campaign trail. And so it is going to be an expansive investigation that involves, uh, on one hand, the, the, the very detective type work of finding who's responsible, but also the, the immediate work of, of making sure everybody's safe. Absolutely. Aaron Katursky from ABC Radio. Aaron, thanks. Let's go back over to Mike Levine from our justice team with the latest on the investigation. Mike, I, I found it interesting that the package that was destined to President Obama was addressed via the White House. Does that tell you anything? I think that we're hearing about who these packages were addressed to. The one that went to CNN also was apparently addressed to CIA Director John Brennan. It seems to be a little erratic in, in, how, in how these packages have been addressed. Uh, certainly the fact that, that many of these packages, it seems, were sent through actual uh, mail delivery services gives authorities a huge uh, pool of evidence, right? You remember during those uh, the suspicious packages that actually blew up in Austin, Texas, the way that that case was cracked was when the FBI went to FedEx and pulled the surveillance video of the sender dropping off the packages. And I am sure 
the FBI and federal authorities are doing the exact same thing this time. How massive is this effort at this point? You know, I was just chatting with Aaron about this uh, in terms of you're looking at the manpower behind here. You've got the NYPD, the FBI. They'll be coordinating with the mail services as well. The Secret Service trying to keep everybody safe, particularly with the midterm elections. I mean, this is a massive effort. Yes, and not only is the effort so massive because of the investigation itself, but also the FBI has uh, offices within it whose sole job is to keep local law enforcement around the country updated on what they're learning, so in case a package pops up in their area. So not only you have the investigative effort, you also have the protective effort going on by the FBI, DHS, all other authorities around the country. And we're, you know, we're also, we were hearing earlier of a possible suspicious package at the office of Governor Cuomo. That was ruled out. Uh, ruled to not be the case, but Debbie Washerman Schultz's office was evacuated with a possible bomb threat. You know, how do they go about sort of deciphering between the false alarms now or other actual potential threats? I imagine we're going to be hearing a lot of this for the next several hours throughout the day. I see on Twitter that there are other local media outlets uh, saying that they're now being evacuated. It's unclear why, but the suggestion is that it might be out of uh, fear related to this. So it's it's tough. You you know certainly out of abundance of caution, see something, say something. They want to be as safe as possible, and I'm sure that uh, authority. You know I'm sure that many of these offices are going to be responding in this way, and local police, the FBI, and the field offices are going to have to go interview people and look at the evidence and find out whether this was real or not. Absolutely, we're uh, we're seeing the scene in NY in uh, New York City right now, where that device was just recently evacuated from uh, the CNN building. The NYPD now has the device in its own custody, headed up to the Bronx to be investigated and then detonated safely. Uh, we're also looking at some video, live pictures of Coral Gables, Florida, where Donna Shalala is now speaking. That is actually where uh, former First Lady and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is and was when this package was found. So she was not home while the former president, Bill Clinton, was. Uh, but, Mike, I wonder if you could speak to the level of security now that goes into these events. You know, there are so many planned ahead of the midterm elections, and both Clinton and President Obama were on the campaign trail when these packages were found. You know, I said this earlier, but I think one thing to remember in cases like this, that federal authorities in particular are always on a heightened state of alert. So I would imagine there aren't too many more precautions that can be taken beyond what they're already doing. You know, these the, these high-profile figures uh, have had threats against them. They've been criticized publicly over and over again on both sides of the aisle. And so the, the federal authorities who are in charge of protecting those people are constantly constantly on high alert and constantly doing everything that they can. All right, Mike Levine on our justice team. Mike, thank you. And I want to go back to former NYPD chief of detectives, Bob Boyce, who's on the phone with us. Chief, we heard just a little while ago that the NYPD did manage to secure this device, get it in a bomb squad truck, and now it is uh, presumably headed up to the Bronx, as you said before. Can you just walk us through what goes into this stage of the investigation as we wait to hear from this press conference happening in just a few minutes? Sure, good afternoon. Now right now is they'll take it up to the Bronx and see if they're going to detonate it or they're going to actually save it and take it down to Quantico for further analysis, which may be the case. It's unclear at this time. They'll make that decision once they get up to the Bronx. So going forward now in the investigation, it'll have to be accelerated because now you have four cases that are very similar and probably all related. So now we have an individual who's sending or, or, or more than one individual sending these uh, devices out. From what I understand, they're pretty uh, rudimentary, uh, low sophistication. 
but nonetheless, they are uh, they are operable and it could be exploded. So they'll take what forensics they have. Um, the JTTF has it now. I'm assuming they'll keep it, if not sent over to the FBI. So lo- local law enforcement will be in support of the federal agencies at this point. So crime scenes are established. Um, now, um, Secretary Clinton, um, President Obama, those, those have uh, teams of uh, Secret Service already. Mr. Soros is the only All right. individual. Chief, I want to uh, jump in here. Sorry, because we're looking at live video now of Hillary Clinton about to speak in Coral Gables, Florida. I just want to listen in real quick. Um, you know, before I, I begin, uh, I want to say a few words about the news this morning of suspicious packages being sent to various public figures and a news organization. Many of you and others across our country have asked after me and my family, and I'm very grateful for that. We are fine, thanks to the men and women of the Secret Service uh, who intercepted the package addressed to us long before it made its way to our home. Every day we are grateful for their service and commitment and obviously uh, never, never more than today. But it is a troubling time, isn't it? And it's a time of deep divisions and we have to do everything we can to bring our country together. We also have to elect candidates who will try to do the same, who will set goals that will lift up every single Floridian and American, who will look into the future to understand what are the challenges we have to meet today so that our children and our grandchildren have the quality of life and the opportunities that we hope for them. Usually when people ask me how am I doing, which happens quite often, (laughs) I say, well, as a person, I'm great. As an American, I'm worried. And it's actually for the same reasons. Part, uh, partly why I am so great is because, with no offense to anyone, I have the most fabulous grandchildren in the entire world. <laughs> but because I do now have these little precious people, I worry about the direction of our country. I worry about what kind of world will be waiting for them when they're teenagers and young adults and beyond. So it's a special pleasure for me to be here uh, to support the candidates that you have running in Florida. I had the great opportunity yesterday to spend time uh, with Andrew Gillum and RJ and with Chris and Kristen King. And I can tell you, you will be in very good hands when Andrew Gillum is elected governor. Former First Lady and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton 
Uh, she's at a campaign event in Coral Gables, Florida at the moment, but did take a moment there to address the suspicious package found at her home as well as the packages found at the Soros residence uh, at CNN here in New York City and one that was destined for the Obama residence in Washington, D.C. Uh, we heard Hillary Clinton there saying that uh, she was very thankful to the Secret Service, who she says interrupted the package long before it actually reached their home. She's never been more grateful for their service, but she says we live in a troubling time with deep divisions and have to try to bring our country together. So there's the statement from the former First Lady Hillary Clinton, to whom that package was addressed. But I want to go back to a former NYPD chief of detectives, uh, Bob Boyce. Chief, I, I'm sorry that I uh, had to interrupt you there for a second. Um, but we heard from the first lady there, uh, grateful for the Secret Service. And I'm sure many uh, at CNN and in the Columbus Circle area are very grateful for the NYPD this morning and their quick work at making sure that what could have been a very dangerous situation looks like it will end up with nobody harmed. Yeah, it's good news and a troubling day. There's no question that um, we acted quickly and uh, CNN acted properly once they discovered the device. Um, and ev everything has gone very well so far. Um, but it is troubling that these things are out there uh, in, in, in the election period. So uh, a lot a lot more to do yet going forward. Well, you guys have trained us well. You say everywhere, see something, say something. And that's exactly what happened at CNN today. A mailroom employee saw something that didn't look right and called the police and reported this. And I'm sure many are very grateful that that happened. Sure. The caretaker yesterday to Mr. Soros's location, identifying it, putting it in a safe place, and then calling uh, authorities immediately. So things are working well. So we seem to be dodging this. But uh, it's troubling because it's uh, we we don't know who's sending these. Absolutely, and you can never be too careful in situations like this. On that note, you said earlier that the device will now be taken uh, to the NYPD range in the Bronx, where officers there will determine, and I assume the FBI will determine, whether or not to detonate this device or whether to keep it and actually send it down to Quantico for more examination. What goes into that decision? Uh, they render it safe if they can render it safe, and then but it's placed in right now with what's called a frag bag, um, and so and then it's put in, into the uh, bomb vehicle and taken up to the range. Uh, but so at that point they'll take it out. We had this with the Rahimi bomb. We brought it up to um, to the Bronx and we were able to get prints off that off that device, identifying Mr. Rahimi to this. This was September of, of uh, 2016 on 23rd Street. So that determination we made there by bomb experts. And uh, hopefully they can uh, render it safe, and then we can get more forensic uh, evidence from it if taken to Quantico. And you said it sounds like so far uh, this is a relatively unsophisticated device and that many people could potentially build it. Does that complicate things in that it sort of broadens the scope of the kind of person you might be looking for? It does. The fact that, well, it's, it's revealing. It's an unsophisticated rudimentary device, uh, basically. And uh, we had this with Akayadula. Uh, last, um, I'm sorry, September of um, uh, 17, last last December. Uh, he's the one who fell and tried to blow himself up in the uh, 42nd Street subway. He had a pipe bomb poorly constructed, um, and it went off, damaging only him. So this thing is pretty as as, as basic as you get. You're going to find a pipe with uh, threaded ends, and you're going to put black powder in it, and you're going to run a uh, wire from it, and then you need an activation device. So it's pretty much, it's not complicated at all. It's not like some pressure cooker bomb where you need a little more training on it. So it's easy to do. It's the materials that's hard to get. 
Now on the, the black powder. On the flip side, uh, does that make this device any easier to deal with from the NYPD side now that they have one in their possession? Uh, we, we, we're well familiar with this. I don't know if it's easier is the best word. Uh, more common practice would be better. You're more familiar with it uh, than, than most others. Uh, I want to go over Chief uh, Boyce, former NYPD Chief of Detectives. We so appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, I want to go back over to John Cohen, the former acting undersecretary of the Department of Homeland Security. John, thanks again for, uh, for chatting with us, for taking the time. I'm sure you're busy. Uh, but I just quickly wanted to sort of run through what the chief was saying. You know, you're looking at, uh, it seems like in all four cases now, these sort of unsophisticated devices, which sounds like it could be built by almost anyone. So how do you go about pinpointing who's responsible when you're dealing with something like that? Yeah, well, I would point out that just because it's a simple or unsophisticated device doesn't make it any less lethal. And, um, you know, detectives will will use the same investigative techniques uh, that they would use even on a sophisticated device. And this is why it's so important that some of the devices are still intact. Uh, there's fingerprints uh, and other forensic evidence that could be on the outside packaging. Uh, there are fingerprints and other DNA evidence that could be on the materials used to construct the device. There may be identifying information uh, on the materials used to construct the device that may give some insights to where they were purchased. If you can identify where they were purchased, there's a chance because so many stores now have, you know, closed circuit TV and, and, and video recordings of people coming in. Uh, it may help to, you know, investigators identify who acquired the material. So those are the types of clues that investigators will look at, and those are the same types of clues they would look at, whether it was a sophisticated device or an unsophisticated device. And at this point, we know the NYPD has the device that was sent to CNN in custody. Uh, they have it in the bomb squad truck. They're headed to the Bronx uh, to then determine whether they can uh, have to detonate it here or whether they can send it down to Quantico. How strong is the motivation to try to keep this device intact so you can investigate it further? But strong, but again, as the, as the chief said, it, it's mainly going to be about can they do it safely. I mean, um, the, you know, the, the NYPD or the FBI or the Secret Service, they're not going to keep the device intact uh, for examination purposes if it places the lives of uh, the public or the officers uh, or the bomb technicians in jeopardy. So um, hopefully, uh, because it is a relatively unsophisticated device, that means uh, rendering it safe won't take a complicated um, approach. Um, but again, the evidentiary value of having that device intact uh, does not, uh, you know, does not, you know, overcome uh, the need to keep uh, both the public and investigators safe. There are a few oddities in what uh, has come out in the findings so far. One of them is how these packages were addressed. You know, the one that was addressed to former President Obama, for example, was addressed via the White House. What do you make of that? Um, you know, it's an interesting set of facts. I think it's still very early in the investigation. We'll learn more what that all means as investigators, particularly after investigators identify uh, who was responsible and what their motivation was. And uh, we'll get more clarity on the, on the reason they made the decisions that they did uh, in um, trying to, uh, you know, in, in how they addressed the packages or and how they constructed the device. It's not uncommon for people uh who uh, send these types of devices through shipping or through the mail service uh, to try to hide who they are. I mean, and, you know, even the most simplistic attacker, you know, 
you know, understands the concept of trying to, you know, cloak your identity when, when doing this type of, uh, you know, when doing this type of thing. So, you know, th- that to me doesn't seem to be that much of a mystery. Um, you know, there may be some messaging that's involved in the addresses or the return addresses uh, that they use, but we won't know any of that until we identify who's responsible for this, get that person into custody, and, and then investigators have the opportunity to sit down and talk to them. We're getting a look now at the device that was found at CNN. It was addressed to former CIA Director John Brennan, but again, addressed via CNN, another sort of strange development. Uh, but there it is. You can see it looks uh, somewhat like a pipe bomb with wires coming out of it. The NYPD now has that device in custody and will be determining whether or not to keep it, send it to the FBI, or whether to detonate it at their range in the Bronx where they can detonate it safely. And now we're taking yeah. a look at Columbus Circle. That's a live uh, picture as we await a press conference from the NYPD there. Maggie Rooley is just a few steps away. Let's check in with Maggie and see what the latest is there on the scene. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Diane. The latest here is that life is almost back to normal. And for those not familiar with the New York Columbus Circle is a major hub here. And for uh, a few hours, it was on lockdown. The subway in the area was shut down. The building behind me completely evacuated. That included not only CNN headquarters, which are in that building, but also many, many shops, many high-end shops, um, as well as a massive grocery store, a Whole Foods that's in the basement, one of the biggest in the city. Uh, so for many hours, everyone was standing out here waiting, waiting to find out what was going to happen. As you just mentioned, we now have confirmed that suspicious device has been removed from the building behind me and almost immediately they started letting people slowly back inside the building. So now it's sort of been a, a steady stream of people going back inside. But as things do in New York, they kind of get back to life quickly. In fact, we just had workers coming up to ask us asking if they could get back inside and go to work. They're like, all right, it's good. Then we head back inside. Suspicious package is gone. Let's get back to our jobs. And so as we're awaiting this major press conference, just a couple blocks away about that suspicious device, about um, should we be concerned for any others, it seems like in terms of life here in Columbus Circle, people are just trying to sort of get back to work and get back to normal. And it's uh, pretty busy here now around the circle. Yeah, we heard the former NYPD chief talking about how the officers are all very experienced with suspicious package situations. Uh, unfortunately, we as New Yorkers are used to these kind of reports as well. So, you know, it does seem like as soon as the danger is cleared, people just want to sort of get on to their daily lives. But we are awaiting this press conference uh, set to happen any minute. Uh, any read, Maggie, on, on any new findings that they have on this investigation so far? I would say right now it's still a lot of wait and see. We've been uh, following this. It's happening at such a breakneck pace that there's been uh, many suspicious packages reported, um, some out in California at other newspapers, as well as even the governor here had a scare where uh, they thought maybe there was a suspicious package. Those we now know both appear to be false. Uh, so there's definitely a very heightened security. People are cautious and nervous right now, especially uh, many news outlets, as many many uh, Democratic leaders, as that appears to be where many of these packages have been heading. And so um, as authorities are saying, you know, we're not really sure if this is it. There could be more out there. There could already be more in the postal system. Uh, so everyone is definitely on guard and on call right now. And the big question is, 
were these four packages? Is that it? Are there any others that have been sent? Um, should people be uh, heightened cautious? Should they be worried right now? And I will say there was a sense of that here, especially earlier with many of the police officers. You know, this entire area uh, was really shut down, as I mentioned, and there have been cop cars driving past us all day long. Many of the police officers here, um, you know, almost yelling at people to step back uh, to get away from the police tape. Um, so when things were um, at their heightened tense uh, and very tense here earlier, you know, the police were definitely on guard. But again, it, it seems to uh, slowly be opening back up. But um, we're still waiting to learn more for in that presser that's upcoming now in just a few minutes. So this is an ABC News special report. Now reporting, George Stephanopoulos. Good day. We're coming on the air right now because the governor of New York is about to give a briefing on a series of explosive devices that have been sent to prominent public figures, including the homes of President Obama and President Clinton. You see the map right there. This began on Monday, a bomb to the home of George Soros in Westchester County, New York. On Tuesday, a bomb addressed to Hillary Clinton to the Clintons' home in Chappaqua. Wednesday morning, a bomb intercepted being sent to President Obama. That is the police commissioner of New York, James O'Neill. Let's listen in. So today, the F NYPD and all of our law enforcement partners responded to reports of a suspicious package at CNN. Our intel, emergency services, and patrol bar Manhattan South responded immediately, secured the area, and began a search of the building. Responding officers identified a device that appeared to be a live explosive device. NYPD bomb squad responded, secured the device, and removed it for investigation. Additionally, there was an envelope containing white powder that was discovered as part of that original packaging, and we're in the middle of investigating that right now. The area has been swept with dogs and equipment and found no additional threats besides the white powder. And working with our law enforcement partners, we responded swiftly to secure the scene. NYPD is currently deploying resources around the city out of abundance of caution. If anything, if Anyone see something that looks suspicious, please call 911. Anyone with information about this incident today or about incidents in the New York area, please call 1888 New York City Safe. Uh, we've seen this before. We've seen worse. And we will not be intimidated, and we will bring these perpetrators to justice. Mr. Mayor. Thank you very much, Commissioner. Uh, what we saw here today was an uh, effort to terrorize. This clearly is an act of terror attempting to undermine our free press and leaders of this country through acts of violence. I want to make very clear that the people of New York City will not be intimidated, that we are going to go about our lives undeterred, because the very concept of terrorism is to change us, and we will not allow that to happen. You cannot be terrorized if you refuse to allow the terrorists to win. People of this city have shown time and again that they stand up in the face of these efforts to intimidate. And I want to thank the people of New York City for the way they're handling this situation today. I also want to thank our first responders. Commissioner, to you and all the men and women of the NYPD, thank you for your extraordinary efforts today to FDNY, Office of Emergency Management, our state partners, our federal partners. Everyone worked swiftly to address this situation and contain it. I also want to commend everyone at CNN for the professionalism with which they handled this very troubling incident. We, at this time, do not have other 
credible and specific threats against locations in New York City. I want to let all New Yorkers know you can go about your daily routine knowing the NYPD and all these other agencies are here to protect you. It's important uh, to note that this is an ongoing investigation. As we have more information, we will provide it. But I emphasize there is no specific threat against any other location in this city at this time. That said, the NYPD and all of our partners have reinforced our very clear, visible presence at key media locations around New York City and other important locations. So you will see a lot more police presence. That should be reassuring to all New Yorkers. Finally, I want to say this is a very painful time in our nation. It's a time when people are feeling a lot of hatred in the air. And incidents like this exacerbate that pain and exacerbate that fear. We cannot let the acts of a very, very few, few change, change who we are. We are. It's really, really important at a moment like this to remember, to remember the vast majority of Americans, the vast majority of New Yorkers, are good, good people trying to live in peace with each other. other. There, there are, are a few people. We don't, we don't know who they are today, but there, there are a few people trying to tear us apart through acts of violence. It is imperative that we ensure they fail. It is imperative that we act as the good and decent people that we are. This is a moment in history that's painful, but it will pass. This too shall pass. But today, the important point is, everyone can rest assured, the NYPD and all other agencies are out in force to protect the people of this city and to make sure that they can go about their lives safely. Thank you. Governor Cuomo. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, first, uh, let's remember that we have the best police force and the best law enforcement agencies on the globe. And we want to thank the NYPD and the state police and the FBI and the Joint Terrorism Task Force, the Secret Service, all have, who have worked uh, seamlessly together and are coordinated. Uh, and uh, we should take comfort in that level of professionalism that we have in this city uh, and in this state. Uh, as everyone is aware, there have been a number of packages that have been received. Uh, last night, there was uh, the Secret Service detected a package at the residence of uh, President Clinton and Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, they notified the state police and the NYPD. Uh, we personally checked on the president's residence in Chappaqua at about 4.30 this morning, and uh, everything was fine there. This morning, obviously, we have the CNN uh, package, uh, and I want to echo the professionalism with which CNN has handled the situation. Um, and the cooperation that they brought to the situation. So I would like to thank them for that. Uh, this is the world we live in. Uh, terrorism, the attempt to spread fear, is the world that we live in. Uh, it is heightened lately. The mayor is exactly right. 
There are more tensions than usual, but this is the world we live in. Also, a little perspective. The first terrorist attack in New York City was 1993, 25 years ago, was the bombing of the World Trade Center. Uh, so in some ways, this is nothing new. We have lived with this for a long time. Uh, actually, my father was governor at that time. This has been uh, uh, a circumstance of being who we are and where we are. We are New York, and we are an international icon, and for some, we're an international target. Terrorism only works if you let it work. Amen. What they are trying to do is scare us and destabilize us, and we will not allow that to happen. We are New Yorkers. We are smart. We are tough, we are resilient, and we will not allow these terrorist thugs to change the way we live our lives. They fail unless we allow them to win, and we will not allow them to win. Now, as the commissioner said, you'll see increased police presence from the NYPD, from the state police, from the MTA police, from the Port Authority police. You shouldn't be alarmed. There'll be more police on subways, more police on the streets, more there police. There you have it. Crossing. Governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, along with the mayor of New York City, the police commissioner of New York City, reporting on a series of explosive devices sent to multiple locations across the country, including the CNN headquarters in New York. I want to show you a picture of the bomb that was sent to CNN, the explosive device that was sent to CNN. This morning you see it right there, addressed to John Brennan, President Obama's former director of intelligence in the White House. Similar devices, it appears, were sent to the homes of President Clinton in Chappaqua, New York, addressed to Hillary Rodham Clinton. Clinton sent to President Obama in Washington, D.C., intercepted before it got to the home. These follow an explosive device that was sent to the home of billionaire philanthropist George Soros in Katona, New York, on Monday. We now have reports as well. The suspicious packages were sent to former Attorney General Eric Holder. He was President Obama's Attorney General and the former chair of the Democratic National Committee, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Interestingly, uh, the return address on some of the packages was Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Authorities, of course, believe that she did not send those packages. I want to bring in our Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas for more on all this. All hands on deck right now. Uh, Secret Service, uh, ATF, Justice Department, all investigating. The FBI, everyone is involved, George, and even though we don't yet know how destructive these devices potentially were, I can tell you this is being treated with extreme urgency. Law enforcement officials comparing uh, these devices so far, uh, they have photographs, obviously, as you can see. They also, because they were not detonated initially, they can look at what kind of uh, detonator was potentially uh, involved. So there's a lot of work being done right now, but it's very unusual, the sources tell me, that these uh, uh, potential devices were sent to multiple locations. As you said, the former Secretary of State, uh, former President of the United States, billionaire, and now potentially CNN well, as well, George. Yeah, Pierre, President, former presidents and former presidents get threats every single day, but to have bombs sent to two former presidents within 24 hours, I've never heard of it before.
Exactly, and that's why law enforcement officials are operating in an extremely high tempo. Again, FBI, Secret Service, uh, U.S. Postal Service, all involved trying to figure out who sent these devices and do it quickly, George. Okay, I want to bring in Gio Benitez at the Time Warner Center in New York. Gio, we saw that bomb that was sent to CNN. Alerts went out to all their employees immediately. Yeah, that's right, George. That uh, device was actually sent to the mailroom. It went to the mailroom. That's where it was spotted. And then they ended up going ahead and evacuating the floor right above the mailroom and under the mailroom. And so also the CNN newsroom was also evacuated at that time. Uh, and so when we got here, we saw that there was a containment truck already in place here with the NYPD bomb squad. And you know what? We have to go ahead and uh, okay. go back for a second. Okay, thank you, Gio. I know they're continuing the press conference right there in New York. In the meantime, Cecilia Vega... Uh, at the White House, the president has been briefed. He has, George. In fact, uh, the White House says that he is taking the situation very seriously. He has been briefed on this uh, suspicious package situation. Let me show you this tweet right there. This is what we've heard directly from the president himself. I agree wholeheartedly. He's there repeating or he's retweeting uh, the vice president's tweet. The vice president says these cowardly actions are despicable and have no place in this country. Uh, this is the, a sentiment that we've heard echoed throughout the administration. The press secretary also tweeted something similar, saying our condemnation of these despicable acts certainly includes threats made to CNN. She also goes on to mention uh, President Obama, uh, President Clinton and Secretary Clinton and the other public figures. Uh, but, but frankly, George, we are still waiting to hear more from the president himself. He doesn't have any public events uh, until later this afternoon. So we stand by uh, and just wait to hear what he's got to say. We will stand by all afternoon. Cecilia Vega, thanks very much. Our coverage is going to continue online now at abcnews.com. Again, a series of explosive devices sent to prominent public figures across the country, including two former presidents. We'll have a full report tonight on World News Tonight with David Muir. Have a good afternoon. This has been a special report from ABC News. Well, we're going to take, uh, just keep in mind, this just happened a couple hours ago. It's still ongoing. So I'm going to take some questions. We're not going to be able to go too deep into it. Yes. Well, take a look at who, who's being targeted here right now, and that's that's why we're doing this proactively. We're reaching out to people throughout the city, uh, checking with the people that do their security and, and making sure that their mail rooms follow proper protocol. So it is of concern to us, and that's how come we're reaching out to, to, to the right people. Could yes. Hold on. Look, I'm just going to say something broad, because at a time where there's a lot of hatred and division, it does not make sense to exacerbate it. Let's just say this to all public officials of all partisan affiliations. Don't encourage violence. Don't encourage hatred. Don't encourage attacks on media. Uh, you could disagree, but you have to show respect for people and air your disagreements peacefully. So unfortunately, this atmosphere of hatred is contributing uh, to the choices people are making to turn to violence. There's no question about it. And the way to stop that is to turn back the other way, to bring down the temperature, to end any messages about the use of violence against people we disagree with. And that has to start at the top. Again, the, the, look, this is, a, this is a political year. 
It's a political season. We are weeks from an election, and that's obviously in the air, and that's an obvious fact. Uh, but we've been through many political seasons, and we have political differences, and that's actually good for democracy. What is not good is overheated rhetoric, uh, extremism that pushes people to violence. And at the end of the day, we may have political differences, but this is one country, we're all Americans, e pluribus unum, out of many one, and keeping the debate and the dialogue civil uh, is very, very important. And for elected leaders, who in many ways set the tone, it is especially important. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, right there. What the device looks like that was found. John? Sure. Uh, Brian Parman from FBI JTTF. Uh, so far, the, the devices have been what appear to be uh, pipe bombs. It, uh, if I could, I'd like to make a statement. I know that a lot of uh, the public right now is scared and concerned, and there's a lot of confusion surrounding this. I want to assure you that the reason we are here because the totality of the federal, state, and local authorities will investigate this thoroughly and follow every lead. And every, we will turn over every rock, we will turn every corner, and we will talk to everybody that we have to in order to mitigate this threat. The mission of the New York Joint Terrorism Task Force and is to protect the American people and uphold the Constitution. The utilization of violence in order to further one's own political agenda is unacceptable to us and we will not rest until we find this, stop these uh, hazardous devices from being mailed and bring the individual or individuals to justice. We have no better partners in the NYPD, the New York State Police and the entirety of the Joint Terrorism Task Force. We will be on this until the day uh, that we find this individual and bring him to justice. I'd like to thank NYPD and our partners on the task force, as well as the United States Secret Service, as well as the U.S. Capitol Police, as well as the Westchester County authorities for the cooperation and collaboration that we have thus far. And uh, with that, I'll turn it back over for questions, sir. Hold on a second. Uh, the, as you've heard, there is a a number of devices, and there's a pattern, uh, apparently, to the number of devices. We wouldn't be at all surprised if more devices show up. Uh, a device has been sent to my office in Manhattan, uh, which we were just informed about, uh, and that device is also being handled. So again, uh, this is a situation uh, a number of devices have been sent. They're being handled. We wouldn't be surprised if additional devices are sent. And the device that has uh, been sent to my office has been identified and is being handled as we speak. Well, 
terrorism related, right? Terrorism is an attempt to strike terror, an attempt to strike fear. Uh, obviously, these devices are an attempt to strike fear, hence terrorism. Uh, are they domestic? Are they international? These are all questions that would have to be handled by the investigation. But yes, it was uh, a terrorist uh, attempt. It was a terrorist attack. And as you said, what's the intent to strike fear? And when they strike fear, they win. That's when they are effective. Who controls that? We control that. We control that. This is not the first time we have been through this. We have been through this many, many times. Literally, as I mentioned before, it goes back 25 years to the first World Trade Center bombing. This is New York. It is part of who we are and part of our profile. Uh, so we refuse to be intimidated. We refuse to allow them to uh, make us afraid of going through our daily lives. We have the best law enforcement agencies. We're all working together. We're all here, and we're going to go about our daily lives enjoying this beautiful city and state, uh, and we're not going to let them win, period. Kate, you had a question? Two more questions, guys. Commissioner, was anything written on the packages? What was the return address? Yeah, it's all in it. I'm not going to go into what exactly was on the package, okay? It was what, it was consistent with the other packaging, though. Listen, uh, we, we have to go back to work, so we're going to give you updates throughout the day. I just want to remind everybody here and all New Yorkers, any tips, any leads, call 911 or 1-888-NYC-SAFE. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. From New York to Washington, D.C., several suspicious packages, possible pipe bombs are being investigated right now, two of them going to the homes of former presidents, one to ex-president Barack Obama's home in D.C., the other to the home of the Clintons in New York. And it